0: Check out Macy's, friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life. Really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping, Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. What do you have? is using the Whey hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz-free, up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it.
1: Yes, you hear this song and you uh, you might be a little confused and then again you may say, you know what, I might be confused, but here's the one thing I'm sure of. We fooled them again. Made it through another week. To another glorious Friday. Our day. Your day. Not your parents' day. Not your child's day. Your partner's day. Your boss's day. Your day. I'm joined with... Uh, Natasha, all the way over in South Africa. Hey, Kev. How are things over there down under? No, that's Australia. That's Australia. What do we but say? We also like kind you? of down under, though. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> what does down under even mean? Is it just under the equator? Is that a scam?
2: I don't
1: know. Okay. Yeah. That works for me. Oh, my goodness. Well.
2: Well, we should... Um Just let people know that this is Regular Guy Friday. Mm, mm.
1: As I'm gulping a diet coke to get my energy up, Natasha, I was just settling into my first class seat, and I finally even got the lay flat seat.
2: Oh my goodness, you're so lucky! And then
1: yes, and then up comes Natasha to tap me on the shoulder and remind me (laughs) that we are being sent back to our middle seats in Spirit Airlines. (laughs) As this is way
2: in the back. No, I'm kidding. Yes, No way. You,
1: it's okay. Way in the back. Oh, I digress. Yes, because this is regular guy Friday. This is not um, heel squad or Maria Menounis heel squad. This is our Friday show. So if you are uh, listening for the first time and expecting to hear Maria and a lot of super high end life takeaways tips lessons well this may not be the show for you uh this is where we are done with our studying we're done with our studies we just breathe we put our feet up um you know the the four-day work week people it's the new thing it's it's actually gonna even become the three-day work week you'll see but i remember 30 years ago they predicted the four-day work week and you could see it even with talk show hosts I remember it was such a big deal when Howard Stern was going to take off a Friday and he got a lot of crap for it. And then I know Letterman would double tape on his Thursdays so he would have his Friday off. But now it's norm where even some offices, some agencies in town in the uh, TV and film business, they were just noticing that after 11 o'clock on Friday, no one was emailing. Nobody was working. And so they said, well, why find it anymore? Let's go the other way. And let's be the good, good people. Just give them the day off. So I think they either give them the day off or they say work from home. Um, actually, this isn't even an agency. I think this was actually a network. One of the networks. I was talking to one of the network heads and he had mentioned that. But uh, I digress once again. So we're doing that. So this is our Friday. So we're a little more relaxed. So if you wanted Maria... Just press the pause button right now. You're good. And go into our library of over 800 shows or the shows that we did this week. And just take it from there. But here's what you don't want to do. You don't need to go give us a one-star review. You don't need to crap all over us. That's just not nice.
2: You can direct the messages on Heel Squad's Instagram. Yes, you can
1: can send your hatred there. Thank (laughs) you, Natasha. That would be great. Um, that we love wonderful.
2: we appreciate love too, we'd rather
1: have the love, yes, than the hate uh I, yeah, very angry world, a lot of angry people who like to spread the anger and the toxicity, and uh yeah, I've come to a place where i when I read some of the stuff, not even stuff to us, but stuff in general, you know, I'll watch a nice video, let's say on YouTube, Natasha, and then just some of the comments I'll see and i and I can just feel the amount of pain the person is in. Yeah. To write that much. You know? To be triggered in that way. So not that some of the comments aren't accurate at times or just. But often I just see, wow. You're really first of all you have a lot of free time, but second of all you're in a lot of anguish.
2: I think that's part of the problem is the free time. There's lack of purpose.
1: I just yeah. I mean that's where i think i get the migration away from being so about work is healthy but just like too much work was a bad thing too much the other way is a bad thing and i i've only known three people in my life um and only one is left there were older people who didn't need to work and i don't mean financially They worked. They were, you know, all, and by the way, ironically, middle class in terms of what they did, blue collar, but were so happy and positive, pleasant, at worst, neutral, and they didn't need to be occupied. Whereas everyone else, when they're not working, bitterness, jealousy, pettiness, uh, shame, guilt, just so many things bubble up. Devil's playground, right? Don't they say, idle yeah. hands? Idle hands, yeah. Yeah, so it's a. I really do think it's so important to have purpose in life, and um, you yeah, know, I was saying, you know, us, me being a new dad, hashtag Dadfluencer. Absolutely. Thank you, Natasha. It's funny, TMZ grabbed us at the airport, and they tried to get Maria in a gotcha moment. I think they were trying to lead to like, why aren't you with your baby? And she just kind of just said, talk to him. And I just did the soft smile. Peace sign said, yes, I am a dadfluencer. And I did the duck lips. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, their cameras must have shook because they all just started cracking up. <laughs> dadfluencer. But being a dadfluencer, as you know, I all I, as you all know me to be a dadfluencer who, hashtag dadderall, uh, no, no dadderall yet, but I will say, I was saying to Maria, the one—if there was one quality I could pick, Natasha for Athena to have, it would to be self-reliant. Mm. And um, part of that is work and purpose, but just to be able to rely on herself. But to rely on yourself, you have to work. You know, you can't uh, expect everyone to do things for you or take care of you. You know, I just think it's a. Uh, I know that's the one thing I want to pass on to her, yeah. and um, I know that was the greatest gift I got. I think for my parents, especially my dad, and my mom too, but especially my dad. Um, yeah, I think that's really important. But I do think it ties to work and purpose. Yeah, you know, and you know what, filthy Phil in the carny business used to say from his '78 Cadillac Coupe DeVille. Yiz can, can scam all you want, but you gotta work. Exactly. And we know that. This is the, the, see, these are the lessons we learned in forty six H of Spirit Airlines.
2: These are very good lessons.
1: Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if they are or not. Who knows? Sometimes I don't even know what we're doing here, but we try. Oh my goodness. Uh yeah, tomorrow I'm gonna be in El Salvador.
2: It's very exciting. Yeah.
1: So that'll be a thing. Um
2: have you been to El
1: Salvador? Before no, but hearing great things about being close to the equator and the health ramifications. Yeah. We know from Dr. Allison that people have gone there very sick and ended up not sick. And someone was given six, I, mean, I just heard yesterday, 10 years ago someone was given, or 20 years ago, six months to live and, and made it 10 being down there wow. with cancer. And we've other people who've just... Other items have cleared up between the sun and being close to the equator. And from what we understand, the country's open to other modalities of healing, too. So one of the things, and hopefully we'll be able to talk about it, is um, I want to talk to people in the government. So the president there, he's supposed to be super progressive. He's done a lot of great things in terms of making the country safe, from what I understand. So let's not get into politics. I don't know any more than that, people. But... He's very open to, um, to the wellness aspect. And, you know, it's funny, countries, they're no different than brands. You go down that rabbit hole. But really, you, you know, whether some of the Brazil and those countries, their brand is come here for the best cosmetic surgery. So they get people from all over the world. South Korea is supposed to be known for cancer treatment. So they get a lot of people all over the world you know so you know greece is tourism yeah. but um you know tourism is the low hanging fruit with all of these places but i think if el salvador and this is what i going to talk to the government about sure it can be the tourism why not but it also uh, most people um when faced with life or death they want life and they'll do anything yeah you know so i think that there could be something compelling there and we're going to have a conversation with them and obviously we could bring a lot of light to that area and to that place. And I know Maria's dream is to open some kind of wellness environment, a wellness center of some kind. So I don't know. We'll see what happens when I go down there. I mean, it's it's Maria's hosting Miss Universe, but you know, Captain Lou has to move and groove. So I was like, well, we'll just, you know, I'll do what I need to do at Miss Universe, but I want to pop over and um, talk to some of the other you know, people on the island about what else is going on. So
2: I think it's very exciting.
1: Thank yeah. That's
2: of potential.
1: Well, I'm very big on when you do travel. First of all, I love the workcation. I was always the big fan of that. Mm. So if, if you travel with work, that's when I love to double dip and get the Cation part in. Uh, but I always, when I go to places, I'm always going to see. I By the way, and this is why I know. I get accused of being on Adderall, and I could see my, like some people would be very annoyed by being around me. So, understand what Maria's put up with all these years. But if I go to a place, I want to get as much water out of that rock as I can. So, when I go to anywhere we go, I'm always about let's see as much as we can. And, you know, how I don't know, how could this fit into our lives, and whether it's work, living. So I'm gonna look at place the real estate down there and see what that's like, and I don't know, you know. Obviously, we'll have fun, but fun is a given. But all this other stuff would be cool too. And I am mean, and by the way, Dan Huber from uh, the wellness center, you know, the um, who got me into the uh, who's helping me with my mold and my Lyme disease now, is actually gonna be there as well. Oh, that's awesome! Because Doctor Jack Cruz lives there. He's friends with Doctor Cruz, so we're all gonna kinda just go around and see what happens.
2: That's gonna be fantastic.
1: Kick open a few doors. <laughs> 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 I love that moment. It's the movie The Freshman, very underrated film, if you ever want to see a comedy. But at the very end, the mob boss is with um Matthew Broderick. And they're at the end of their journey and you know, Matthew's playing this geeky normal kid, and this is old mob boss. And Matthew's going to go on to maybe make films. That's his thing. I mean, he was in film school, and and Marlon Brando, who plays the mob boss, says to him, "You know, uh, you know this whole Hollywood film thing. Uh, oh, maybe we can help you kick kick open a few doors. <laughs> it's not open a few doors. Kick open." <laughs> and the Matthew character is like, "No, no, no, no. I'm uh, I'm okay, really. Thank you." <laughs> um, it was an interesting thing I heard on one of my favorite podcasts, The Minimalists. That's Hasha. Burnout isn't about the work. It's about feeling alone. is that interesting?
2: That is interesting.
1: Yeah. So th- this one fella, and I, it. this is terrible of me. At least I could tell you The Minimalist podcast. But it was an author who, who's, who was on their show and said this, and so he he apparently has people at his company or one person's position is all about building community, but community within the company. So, you know, and I've realized, I think that's, and Maria's realized that too. Even working here, Natasha, it's hard because a lot of it's working alone and that's tough. It's tough on people. Um, I know you're from another country. So you, you have a different, I think, appreciation for work. I'm fine working alone myself. I get more done that way. But I realized that it does take a toll. And I think Kelsey was, did her, you know, she felt her best when she always had somebody with her. And then when she was alone, she did it because she's Kelsey. She's a Viking. But I can see now. I don't know it just kind of made sense to me. I never, I never saw it that way. I always saw Bernard as you just were tired and overwhelmed. And, and because I've been burnt out, but for me, when I was burnt out, let's say in the carny business, I I just was burnt out from the work. I loved my fellow junkies, thieves, derelicts. I, you know, we were a family. we the ones that are alive. were still close, but I, it was I just was broken from the work. But I think other people, you know, like I I'm sensitive to that. I'm open to it. What What are your thoughts on that, Natasha? Up in uh, up in six B.
2: It's it's kind of interesting <laughs> to be. I've never thought about it like that. Right um but it's i'm trying to think like is it the sense of community that keep you know you know we've we've spoken about it a lot in heal squad and many of the guests have brought it up that your healing is is um like far greater when you have a community around you like being a part of a community is, yeah. is an aspect of healing So maybe if you're alone, you don't have that. I'm just thinking out loud.
0: When you're on the go 24 seven like me guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials. It's been my go-to for so many years and having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first time mom, Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free, up your schedule with Way. Go to the com and enter the promo code heal squad for 15% off any product. That's the com. promo code heal squad. Trust
1: me, you won't regret it. uh, Well, I'm thinking of Maria, who was burnt out. And I think she felt alone at those jobs because we tried. We used to host parties. We'd have basketball games. We did everything. I mean, I would send food to them when they had to work. When these places made them work on days they didn't need to be work Christmas day you to, to, to Christmas Eve there's no need to be no one was watching those shows they would just put in and, and they was putting up even rehashed stuff there's just no need other than just being mean just mean spirited and we did a lot of that stuff but I don't know it just it I don't think they were um I don't think they were our, Maria's people I mean Maria's everyone's people she, so am I but I don't think they respond. I, I always felt some of them felt like, some of those places felt very much like high school and like a Beverly Hills high school. So it was like the rich, fabulous kids. And they were all in with each other and spoke each other's language and we just never really fit right. with them. That's that's so I felt. But I also knew because I have a crystal brain, Natasha, that what happens to those people in high school that are popular in high school and have their clicks then that's it La- yeah right that that's ends. where life begins and ends so you know i i wasn't worried they could have come along with us but yeah. anyway and it's funny because then it's so funny how <laughs> years go by And when i tell you 80 90 percent of them anytime they all run into trouble and they run out of work with a first call <laughs> you know and i'm happy to help but i'm like where were you what you know we could have you could have been decent then. I digress, but this is what I, you do in forty six H. We complain. We sit back here. We complain. We're, we're, <laughs> we 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 change subjects. We have ADD. I'm sorry, uh, but I think yeah, Maria probably did feel alone. I think she did, which made it hard. So I don't know. That just really struck me. It was interesting because it was the author was responding to a, a, a voice message that one of the minimalist fans sent in. And her message was about how do I build a new career off the job that I'm in? And my mind went to, okay, well, this is what you do, nights and weekends and X, Y, and Z. And, you know, make sure you still perform optimally at your regular job. But then you're going to give up a lot of social stuff. And that's okay for your nights and weekends. And, you know, I went right into that. But he said, she's lonely. It was just interesting. It's just a different take.
2: It is a different take. You know. Yeah, and maybe it does take more toll on your body because you're not sharing your experience. So you know, like a burden shared, it's a burden half kind of thing. Yeah. So maybe that's. Quite I true think it. so.
1: Yeah. Well, it, well, your flower is not being watered. Yeah. So it just it struck me. It was also I was just super impressed that that's what he heard. Uh, I didn't hear that. Um I thought that was really cool. You know, the other thing was the other advice he gave to the person. This is switching subjects a little bit. If you are that person, especially I think with the listen, post-pandemic, I feel like everyone's wants to switch careers. Everyone wants a new life. And I think some of it's from seeing other people that have done it, and then some of it's because environmentally things have changed. We've we've learned, we've a lot of us have Learn to work from home and other opportunities have come up, and then brick and mortar stores have closed, businesses have ended. I mean, so there's a lot of reasons for it. Um, but if that's you and you want to start something new, this uh, author also shared this advice. Let's say, for example, Natasha, you always want to be an interior designer. Well, he's saying, you know, don't quit the job, your current job. And then just jump all in on that, and don't keep the current job and jump in all that. Uh, jump all in on that. Take on one client for free, and see, see if you're good at it. See if you like it. See if it does give you energy. I mean, I will tell you that's. I, I mean, I used to joke I was Maria's middle manager. You know, (laughs) so I'm in middle management. But I never officially managed Maria yet. I wrote all the books. I built the networks. I did everything. Yeah, of course. But I never officially was. And so with uh, Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, you know, who I've been now working with for a year as her advocate, I wanted something different. I didn't want to be a manager. I didn't want to be an agent. Um. Those positions need to be reinvented as well. And plus, uh, other than a few, a couple of them, many of them I never really admired. So Paul Heyman in wrestling calls himself an advocate, and I and I love it. So I have borrowed it and partly to honor him, but I really do like the title of advocate. But in being Mercedes' advocate, the first year of it, which was a lot of heavy lifting, was I just did for free. I said, no, I got you. Don't worry. We're going to get you. This is what wrong happened. We're going to fix it. And we're going to have to start from scratch. It was everything. Finances, where she lived, who she's around, every, everything. So, And um, now we have a ton of stuff going on. And um, I learned a lot. I learned I do enjoy it. But, I don't think I can take on because I go so all in. That, that's I mean, exactly having what I was gonna say, you. right, having Queenie and her, and then if you're a friend of mine, I'm basically Your managing band. you. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so it's just it's that's what I've I have learned. But it, I think it worked out for me. And Maria's lawyer, Kevin Yorn, very famous attorney. You know, Back in the day, he said, don't worry. The first year, I'm going to work for free, or six months. But a lot of people are always afraid to do that. They're afraid to give. You know, that I, And I say this, and I don't mean to insult anyone, because both my parents were like this. It's a middle-class mentality of, oh, you're going to get screwed. Yeah, we did free work our whole life, and we got nothing. Like, nothing, Mom. Hmm. Okay, it's a house on the vineyard I see. You had a nice house in Winchester. Now you're in a very nice uh place in North Reading. You've been retired since your 50s. You yeah, you know, I think it kind of worked out for your mum. <laughs> Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh mother. But um yeah, I think that's people are hesitant and afraid.
2: I think it is. It comes from fear and like the scarcity mentality, like there's not going to be enough.
1: Yeah. The, um, yeah. And I get it. Or I think you're going to be taken advantage of, or it's not going to pay off. But I, there was another, I wish I knew his name. Like, oh, Matt, Matt, I don't know his last name. He's a really big brand. He's in branding, does very, very well with, he pairs celebrities and brands, super successful. And he got his start because, when he was in college he found the one small company he wanted to work with and would just you know write letters to the owner knowing it was a small company i'm following it i know you have paris hilton right now i'm a huge fan here's some of my ideas i mean he was relentless and he said i will work for you a, a year for free i just want to be in i'll work for you for free now there are legalities unfortunately involved today where you're not allowed to because on the flip side, there's companies who take advantage of that, but it hurts the people the, like me, the pioneers who say, go put me in the game coach, just give me a chance. And the kid turned, he was so good that after two months, the the owner was like, I have to pay you, you're amazing. And now he's a real big deal. I think he actually owns the company with them, to be honest, but there's so many stories of that. But I, I love that idea of maybe just take on one project or one person and see how it goes.
2: Yeah, I like that too.
1: Plus you have the example and by the way, you can say up front, hey, this is what I'll need from you. A testimonial, I'll need you to, you know, recommend me, whatever the case is. I'll need to be able to feature our work on my website. I don't know. It's like that kind of stuff.
2: But it's also like once you're in you're doing something, you know, before I came to uh, to America, yes, I am still in South Africa. Sorry. <laughs> no, but before I came to America, I had an um, event production company. And, you know, you had all these people hitting you up. They wanted to work in events. And all these like young um, young, young people, you know, like coming out, leaving school, coming out of college or whatever it was. And I used to say, you've got to understand that it's not the glamorous. You're not attending the events. You're working the events. Right. When your client is, you know, for the example of here, you know, there's all the red carpet events here. When your client is out there walking the red carpet, you are the one unblocking the toilet. Mm. Hmm. So you've got to always remember that. It's like, so when you get an opportunity to get a free take on this client for no, with no charge for the upside of it, it also gives you an opportunity to see, is this really what I want to be doing? Yeah.
1: So what you want to be doing.
2: Yeah. Which is a good thing.
1: <laughs> I also wanna to touch on you know, back to work and I don't even know how we got down this rabbit hole, but you know, we're very big into the very big into the power of yes, positivity. I knew somebody, um one of the people I did biofeedback had advised me and he advised his clients like say yes to everything he's like i say yes to everything and i do everything and then if it works out great if it doesn't i ah, oh, no, no, no no, this wasn't right for me it was just interesting and i know being positive and open-minded and keeping your mind in possibility mm. is huge i have um you know i can't tell you how many times i'll deal with people whose minds aren't in possibility and how hard they make it to work with them but also it's just hard on themselves yeah and it goes back to that old, it goes back to when you were a kid, let's say, and you you said, Mom, you, we don't have any milk. And your mother father would say, Yes, we do. We bought it yesterday. It's in there. No, it's not. No, it's not. And then the parent walks over to the fridge, opens the door, and then looks in more closely and, and points to it. There it is. And the kid goes, Oh, yeah, fine. But there is something to the science of the person saying, no, I don't see the milk, so therefore they don't see it. Yeah. So being having a mind in possibility, it's so important. So I'm always saying to my staff, like, guys, this it's for you as much as for me. Keep the mind in the state of possibility and watch what will come. We used to have this thing at I used to call it the idea ball. And on Fridays, we'd have our Friday meetings, which would be over, we just would order a ton of food and we would just all wrap. We'd talk about the week. We'd go over the wins for the week. Maybe, maybe we fell short. And when ideas would come up, I would say it's the idea ball. And like the beach ball, we toss it up in the air, it's the idea ball. And you just kick the ball around. But the worst person in the room... <laughs> Maria would take, you know, the screwdriver or the knife and poke the ball. And I would say, no, keep the ball up in the air. So, in other words, when the idea comes out, maybe it's not the great idea.
2: But it always, most of the time, leads to
1: something. Yeah. So, you know, even yesterday, I, you know, Dwayne, you know, is working for me now and he's always throwing stuff at me. And, I, forgot, I wish I could be more specific with what we were talking about, but what he brought up wasn't going to work, but it led us to something else. And so he said, oh, I'm sorry I brought that up and um, wasted your time with that. I said, no, look what it brought us. It brought us to, got me thinking in another way. It was, I think it was, you know, it was one company out there, that big studio, that wants to work with us on the podcasting yeah. end for my podcast business, and... I wasn't considering the library of shows that this studio owns. So, wait, we can make, maybe we just go to them and we make programming around those shows. But that's what he was pitching to me. He was saying, well, he was telling me, you know, they have all these different shows and then he had a different idea. But it triggered something. And that's why I'm very big on keeping the idea ball up in the air. By the way, this goes for anything, renovations, any project you're doing, it's just... It's how can we do it, not how it can't be done.
2: Anything, I mean, simple things. like the, It was a couple of weeks ago, but I, I noted this. I reorganized the kitchen because Dylan wanted the snacks to be in a place that he could get them.
1: He could reach them. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I reorganized things around, and I packed the cupboard, and I was like, this is full. Like I, just, I don't know where else to put this stuff. And I had some stuff left out, and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to figure this out. And Dylan came and sat on the floor with me. And he looked in the cupboard, and uh, he said, Mommy, where are you going to put those things? I said, no, I have to figure it out here, because this is full. He says, no, Mommy, I don't think so. And he rearranged the cupboard.
1: He has a high IQ, I can tell. Yeah.
2: It's so much better than I did Wow,
1: there you go. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Oh, my God, there's so many things that come out of that, Natasha. Meaning that's, you really need to lean into that more with him. Like, clearly, he sees things. That's... Amazing. I had my nephew one time I I want to help I want to help he was one of those whether you're raking leaves whatever and he'd be like please I just want to finish raking the leaves stop that's how I felt uh, yeah, right I just want and you know so to mess with my nephew <laughs> with the, I had to put together this vacuum cleaner for my parents and he was like I want to do it I want to do it I was like okay do it go ahead here you go you got it you got it and you know what he did it Like oh, he did it he did he didn't know wh- where the screws went but he assembled the whole thing and I go oh my god and now he's super successful he's a really smart kid he's real nice. and it's a no I knew it when you know it's funny yeah you have to lean into that more but yeah that's the the mind impossibility but conversely though uh, i i I'm saying all that to set us up for the the flip of something where I'm going to be talking out of two sides of my mouth here the power of no.
2: It's very important.
1: Yeah. Because um I always admired and listen it's Friday, so we have our you know we have our weekly name drops. I haven't really dropped any yet, so forgive me we're late into the show. But Chris Evans, you know he's from Sudbury, Mass. And uh, so, you know, he's part of the Boston-Hollywood contingency. And when he was younger, uh, really fun kid, too. Super talented, but really funny, big laugher. And I remember when he was offered Captain America, he said no. And I remember at that time where we were at career-wise, are you kidding me? I would pay them. But you say, say no sometimes and they they just want you more it's very strange i'm not like that if you say no to me i'm i'm going to say to myself well you're either pl- if you you don't want to do it so i don't want to talk you into it or if you're saying no to play games with me to get me to chase you then i, I don't want to do that either so it doesn't work on me but i'm very rare in that way but i think human nature sometimes people they respect you more when you say no. And the reason I bring it up is because I'm seeing with Maria she's saying no to so many things since her sickness and since the babies come. Like, nah, no. Mm-mm, I'm out. So that's a, e- either if the deal is unfair or she just doesn't want to do it. And just more stuff just keeps coming because she says no. Whereas, there was a really crappy insulting deal that came our way, and it was nasty. Even the, the language was nasty, and it was a joke, because um, having Maria's name attached to this would have ma- made this thing so much bigger, more relevant. And we were, had so, I had some PTSD, we're almost we both put back 20 years, where you have that lack of confidence, and you say to yourself, well, God, this paperwork, these people are making me feel like, us feel like crap. Mm-hmm. Maybe we are crap. And I can't believe that's our value, whatever. And you know, but the bottom line is, thank you for, um, thank you Italian Boston anger. <laughs> I'm like, F you, rip that thing up. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll sh- we'll show them. Uh, my old response is always, you know what? This is on me. I take full responsibility. Because clearly, I have not shown you just the F who I am. And clearly, Maria, you have not shown them just the F who you are. So, this is what we're going to do. We're going to walk away and let me get working on that. Let me show you who the F I am. So, every time you pump gas, you get to see who I am. And every time you go to the movie theater, yes, you get to see who I am. And if you think that I'm stopping there, you're crazy. So, I digress again. This is what we do in 46H. <laughs> this is the wonders of the Friday show. <laughs> but, you know, but sometimes saying no. And maybe it's, it's not even just in business, but in life. life where it's to. like, hey, uh, I need you to do, maybe it's errands, or you're, you're as a mom, or you're just expected to do so much. Like, no. I'll tell you, I've had to say no to a few things, and it just even in household stuff. And the look of shock—it's <laughs> like what?
2: That word doesn't exist in your vocabulary. They're like what? Yeah. I'm like
1: no, <laughs> you know. But I think that there is something to be said for no. So I just and I, I don't know. I felt the, felt compelled to talk about that.
2: I was always told, and I think most people. Probably get this too is no is a complete sentence.
1: What, and, uh, Natasha? What's it like in six C? Honestly, like you never admit. Do you get the ice cream sundae or the fruit and cheese plate? What do you opt for well, when you're up there?
2: I don't do the dairy, so it has to be the fruit plate. You, but you know they do they do sometimes bring me a very special request. Okay,
1: <laughs> they do that. Oh, it's lucky. Oh. <laughs> needless to say well listen can we take a break yes i'm gonna take a we have to take a break when we come back we have to talk about my birthday
2: i know this is so exciting it's my birthday
1: week <laughs> <laughs> I never, by the way la you know how many people i knew we maria's publicist they had a birthday month
3: Oh, everyone
2: says that when they say it's people, my birthday month. Exactly. When I say happy birthday to somebody or like when I'm a couple of days late, you know, like I bumped into them. I was like, oh, it was your birthday the other day. Happy birthday. We're like, oh, don't worry. It's the whole month.
1: It's the month. <laughs> it's only LA because I just think, that, yeah, but, but you know what? I try to tell people, make it your, I always honor the week for people. Yeah. I was like, have a great week because one day is I don't think enough. It's like Christmas. One day's not enough. Got to stretch that out. Shout out to the Christmas specials. We love podcast. We just did a nice chat show on toys from the nineteen seventies. Nat, any interesting Christmas? Do I get you on that show at some point? Yeah. Really? Uh, so I'll tell you
2: because South know, African Christmas. This, I grew up in this, um, you know, mishmash of, of cultures and religions. So my mom converted to Judaism before she got married. And uh, my grand was still Anglo- Anglo-Catholic, so well, what she about, celebrated Christmas and she loved it. Okay,
1: but we can talk about Chinooka.
2: So we, we can right? talk about Chinooka. <laughs> yeah,
1: we can talk about Chinooka and Chinooka traditions in South Africa and then what Christmas is... You can, yeah, yeah come on. so
2: my grand we used to celebrate Christmas. We had big, massive Christmas lunch, all the family together, all the kids would put on a show.
1: So it was big in South show. Africa? I mean... yeah. Still big. Yeah, it's a great. It's a global scam. Christmas. It's a global scam. That's why I got to jump on that more. I have to get. Um, we're building this film company to produce those films more. But quality. I want to yeah. make. It's a Wonderful Life and Elf and movies like that. I don't want to make the one and dones, as you see. You know, on the Hallmark and Lifetimes. They're they're fun for a minute, but they're they have their place, empty but calories. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm into the ones I want to see every year. Okay, listen. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll take a break and then we're going to come back and uh, we'll, we'll we'll leave with some, um, I don't know, birthday messages. I don't know, I'm making that up the top of my head. I really don't have any. All right, we'll be right back. Some
2: birthday wisdom.
1: Wisdom, there you go. Yeah. Nat will have some for you. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this one live. Bruce Springsteen, Eastern uh, live at giant stadium.
2: Oh yeah. That's the one I clicked on.
0: As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs>
3: Why'd you come out to help us tear this old girl down.
1: This <laughs> was something we wrote for the night.
3: I was raised out of steel here in the swamps of Jersey.
1: How about Springsteen?
3: How about
1: Springsteen, Natasha? He's playing at Giant Stadium before they knock it down he just craps this song out of his butt. So and he, It's all about... It starts out about Giant Stadium, but then he, he realized when he was done with it, he went to the studio and recorded it. It had so much more meaning. Bring on your wrecking ball. He's saying bring it. I love this take your best shot let and let me see what you got, you got. Bring, on your bring it on. Bring on your bring now now do you have to be a dude Rick to appreciate,
3: appreciate that no i don't think so right
1: because i know maria has a mask inside she she appreciates it
2: I so appreciate
1: yeah you do yeah. Hey, bring it it's like life come on
2: now yeah bring, bring it on bring
1: it rocky in the 14th round against apollo creed in the first movie and he's being counted out and next thing you know he just gets up on the right before the final count from the referee and he motions to creed i want more and you just see apollo creed goes arms up in the air he thinks he's won and just drops his hands and it's like i can't believe this crazy italian is coming back for more of this beating. And it's funny, there was a guy on Joe Rogan, a guest, who said he loved that moment and he said you could see the soul being drained out of Apollo Creed when he had to see that person keep coming, you know? And then when I think of Maria like a brain tumor, the cancer, whatever. And I can just think of it like the jerks in the business longer. that just but they have to hear like oh Jesus just keeps coming and part two of Rocky I love it where the manager of Paul Creed says you know what this guy's all wrong for us you you beat him like I've never seen anyone beat before but the man kept coming back there's certain people in life he's I don't know certain, by the way there's certain people I've met I, it, that I had tangled with and I'm like I oh, just gotta walk away because I know the person's not gonna stop so it can be good and bad It mean, is bad people who don't stop and then, unfortunately, you have to stop them. Stop them. There's a lot of people I know. That. Yeah. By the way, back in the carny business, Natasha. When I was younger, I didn't get it. But they would say to me, "Certain people that would keep robbing us and doing these like, like, they, they, it's only one way. Bullet in the back of the head." Like, what? And I was like, you know, bet then I'm like, you guys are just animals. But now I kind of realize there are certain people they just won't stop you have to but then there's people the good people that believe in things and there's certain people in business that I know that I'll do business with because I'm like no that person won't stop they'll give they're going to give everything a little while ago we had a meeting and a very well-off person who's very excited about this one idea and he said I want you involved in this and so I met and I could see the person that he was putting his money on I thought this person no. When the wrecking ball comes, this person's gonna go down and walk yeah. away. This is this person is not this is like a part time thing or something to play around with or something you know, this isn't someone who's in that mindset. You can keep playing it, Natasha, it's okay. I don't I, I talk to the I talk to the, the people next to me even though they they have their their arms on my armrest and the guy next to me has no shoes on and he's got his feet up on the chair. And then the other one is cranking their music. They, I think they're okay. They want to. They said they're okay listening to Wrecking Well, because
2: okay, you're not. You don't have it in your headphones. You have it like. Oh.
1: Yeah, I want them to hear. It. Well, I'm trying to inspire them. I'm trying to inspire. I'm inspiring the people back here on Spirit Airlines.
2: But like I, I, know for myself, that was a big like mind shift for me. Uh, I want to say it was probably even this year. It was like, you no. Know, there's stuff that happens in my personal life and I was just like bring it on I'm ready.
1: Yeah, yeah, you like, can do it. Anymore. Just bring just it. Just bring like, it. Go ahead. Yeah. And I'm sure listen, I'm sure if you say too much of it right then you're inviting it cuz we know that yeah, yeah. from this show.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't like go and bring but when like the stuff like stuff flares up, I'm like I'm ready for it. Well, just you
1: know, because it can work. It can work in another way too, I find. Yes, by saying inviting it you might always get it but at the same time because you can be that person who's gonna say bring the wrecking ball give me your best shot it's not gonna work so you're gonna waste all your time and energy with your wrecking ball and i'm just gonna keep coming and i feel like sometimes it can be a deterrent where where that energy is deters people from messing with you or life messing with you too so i don't know i just love the song
2: (laughs) I
1: like, I like, love this song. I've never heard it before, actually. Yeah, typical Bruce. And and by the way, the, the, this just, you know, even though there's no really such thing as hits anymore, I guess there is in the real in the pop world. There's no rock and roll hits anymore, but he still will. He still is turning out songs that get out there beyond, which so I think is kind of cool. Uh, Maria's madam, of course. She she could have cared less. Like she was the wife was more excited to have met Maria. <laughs> 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 so, like Maria, she's she just so. like, what really? Yeah, I wouldn't mind having a chat with Bruce.
2: My mother loved him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he i, he i. I would say if there's a new, like a modern day king of rock and roll, I would say he was he was it. Oh, interesting. Well, Natasha. Um oh you know, got it's funny, I got a a card. Love going to Boston. I got a card in the mail and for, birthday. for my birthday and I op it, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it 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 just had my name on it. It was an envelope with my name on it. Maybe it was in another envelope and Queenie got that other envelope. I don't know. I just it's my name on it. So I opened it up. And so when it was uh, almost a stand-up, f- cardboard stand-up figure of Mr. Spock. And then all these great Mr. Spock quotes. I am and always shall be your friend. Live long and prosper, obviously. Uh, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. There's just a lot of cool things. I'm like, wow, this is great. And then I saw a Steve Grogan football card from 1978. Wait, where the heck did this come from? And I had no idea. And then finally, I saw the Mr. Spock stand up and I opened it up. And it was from um, Alyssa Catherine, one of our listeners. So thank you, Alyssa, for sending that to me. So I really appreciate it. But it was so thoughtful because so many of Mr. Spock's messages have guided me, kept me on the straight and narrow when I needed to be. And, um, and I'm just, I guess, one a really good listener, Alyssa, because I don't know. I uh, thought I've mentioned Steve Grogan too often, but he's this old quarterback from the New England Patriots, Natasha. So I don't know if you know. You must know Tom Brady, yes. Right. So now imagine the Patriots have Tom Brady for twenty years. And then before Tom Brady, they had a guy Drew Bledsoe who set a bunch of records and was an amazing quarterback, but you don't even hear about him because of Brady. But before the Robert Kraft and his family bought the Patriots and changed the, you know, they they rebuilt the they built a new stadium and up at the stadium it's a shopping center. I mean, they've they've really rivaled the Cowboys in terms of making it an America's team kind of team. But before all of that, was this really, I mean, one of the messiest, dysfunctional, losing franchises of all time in the old New England Patriots. I, mean, I would say the Clippers probably were ahead of them in, if if you follow basketball as far as really just messed up. Previously, the new ownership of the Clippers is different, but a real, when Donald Sterling owned the Clippers, they were just a mess, just a mess of a team uh, but the Patriots were a mess, as were the fans who even went up there to Foxborough Stadium. It was it was metal seats, like a, um, not even individual seats, but bleacher stands, like like you would see at a high school football stadium. Um, there was a quarterback named Jim Plunkett who preceded Grogan in the early '70s, and he remembered somebody took a, a Hibachi grill, <laughs> like with coals in it i don't know how that was in the stands and threw it at him i mean it was just a mess the the owners of this team went and spent all this money on the victory tour with the jackson five they tried to reunite the jackson five with michael jackson and it was a bust so every just everything these guys did it's just a mess and their quarterback steve Grogan, when he first came out he for back then, he was he could run, and most quarterbacks back then really couldn't run. They could scramble, but he could actually run. He he would run for a hundred yards oh, wow. in a game. You know, today you see that with a lot of you know with with Patrick Mahone and so many other quarterbacks. But he could run, but he was a bit of a head case. and he had a really strong arm. But he would make a lot of mistakes. He would fumble. He would throw interceptions. Um. And but one of the things about him was he had he was really tough, and so he would he would hold on to the ball for a really really long time, and at the last minute, right as he'd wait till someone was going to crush him from the other team, or multi players would crush him, and then he would release the ball and throw it, and it was really an act of bravery, but it beat the hell out of him. In fact, Howard Cosell. Great legendary sportscaster back then. I'll never forget one time he said, Steve Grogan can sit back and eat lunch before he throws the ball. He would wait so long to wait for his guys to get open, but he paid the price. So 10 years later, his body's completely broken down. He's got, his legs are bust, have been busted. I mean, his elbow it had been destroyed. His shoulders, everything's just a mess. And I think by the early 80s, they bench him they like we're done with you. And so you cut to 1985 and you know he's on the bench with a wearing a headset and just basically being an assistant coach. And the quarterback they had was Tony Eason, who's the young quarterback and he got injured. And so they said Steve you're in. He's like what? <laughs> And so he literally, he said, even jogging up to the field, he was out of breath. And then the first play of the game, he fumbled because he was just so nervous. And then he said, after that, he said, then I got, and then I got mad. He said, then I got mad. I got mad at myself. I got mad at how I let my whole career, it just all flashed in front of his eyes. How I, I, was, I let my emotions get in the way. I just, um, and the first, the first half of the game he's pretty sloppy but what i didn't know is his coach at the time was smart and i always say even when you're coaching people or you're trying to help somebody it can't be by your standards it has to be by theirs it can't be by your needs or your your strengths it's got to be by theirs so every i always say everyone's different you have to handle everyone differently and if you ever get to know my staff, I don't talk to them all the same. Everyone I handle differently because I know everyone's got different strengths, different weaknesses. Everyone hears things differently. Everyone's programmed differently. But a lot of coaches make that mistake. They just coach everyone the same way by their system. And sometimes it works, but it makes it hard. But this coach, Raymond Berry, and I didn't know this till recently, he said to him, listen, okay, you came from a time where quarterbacks would call their own plays. There was a time where a quarterback would get into the huddle and say, Okay, you go off for a pass. I'm going to hand you the ball. You're going to you know you're going to block. It, that's how it was. And Grogan was so old that he was from that world. But the new worlds, you know, in the by the late '70s and the '80s, was the coaches called the plays, and the they have. That's why you see the the quarterbacks have on their wrist. They have all the plays written on their wrist, and then there's a headset in their um, helmet where they're they're always communicating with the coach. And then sometimes. Once in a while, you'll hear they called an audible. And that's where the quarterback will say, no, no, we got to change it up really fast, but it's rare. But Barry said to Grogan, you don't know, you only know, for you, you're only used to calling your own plays. You just call your own plays. Really? He's like, yeah. And... He goes on in the game, starts calling his own plays. And some of the plays were like from the 50s. The, it was just like, but the other team was just so confused. <laughs> but there's a moment where he takes them down. And this first game back, he takes them down to the two-yard line. And now the Patriots are two and three. And as I said, they're the, they're the most messed up, losing organization of all time. They'd never won a Super Bowl. And even when they came close, they, they were the 300-pound the gorilla that slipped on the banana peel. Right before they made it, I mean just that, just a messy group of organization, so imagine you've got this old guy with two broken legs and no arm, even his arm, his passes would just be like wobbly. you could see he didn't you know he really couldn't throw that much at the end, but he 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 said, "You guys, this next play is our first play on the road to the Super Bowl." <laughs> Solid. and the young players were like this guy's senile a poor guy he's been in the head so many times he just uh... but there was one older guy on the team hog hannah who was like wait a second i've been around long enough to know him and i've seen that look before and so he calls this play called the reverse naked bootleg and it was a play that he used to run all the time 10 years ago when he could run but you see the play; <laughs> you just see him. It's where the quarterback drops back and then curves around and basically runs the runs the, with the ball. But here's a guy who's like he's he has broken legs; he can't run, really run anymore. At least can't run fast. But the other team hadn't seen the play, forever. So you just see the. I still see. I only have a few seconds of the footage where you just see him take the ball and he literally limps and hobbles around everybody. The whole Rest of the the whole opposing team And his team is on the other side of the field He faked out everybody And he jogged in And everyone went nuts And you know they did They went to the Super Bowl that year Now by game six The the Jets he got They snapped his leg You know because he would take all those hits so he was out, but he, he won these five or six games in a row. He got them where they needed to be. And the team was like, we believe we can win. And they went all the way to the end. And the mistake, he was healthy by the end. They played probably one of the best teams in the history of football, the 85 Bears. No one was beating them that year. I don't think, I still don't think there's a team that could beat them. Um, they were on some other high. I joke with my Chicago friends. I'm like, that's why you've never won it again because you, you used up all your karma in 85. <laughs> that's why you're still paying for that. But they didn't start him. So poor Tony Eason goes 0-6. I think he's the only quarterback to not have a completion in the Super Bowl. Grogan comes in and he actually scores some points against the best defense in the history of football. Um, actually, no one had scored over seven points, I think. I, I think they shut everyone out in the playoffs, but Grogan was able to score like 10 points off them. But needless to say, I just always admired that story. And so for older people that... You might not have the tools you used to have, but you have your heart. That's almost what i cry talking about. You have your heart, and you still have your mind. And when I see Maria's dad at 80, what heart? Heart of a freaking lion, yeah. you know? And and, and and heart isn't just strength. It's, it's heart for your kindness, your generosity, all those things. So all that stuff might go away, but that's why I've so many, I don't even lost causes in Hollywood have come my way, Natasha, but I'm like, no. And Maria's like, we, there's no way. I'm like, no. You, there's something left there. You know, and if, and, and if the person, Grogan knew, he was like, I was a head case. I'm not going to be like that anymore. I'm going to stay calm. I'm going to, you know, I'm and I'm going to use my mind and my creativity. And I'm not afraid to take the hit. I'm not afraid to have the wrecking ball hit me. And I'm going to use that to win. And it just always was a cool story. And, I, and it's funny. I think Bill Simmons approached the Patriots. He wanted to do something about the old Patriots. And they said, no. Because I don't think the, the crafts. And by the way, I understand this. When they rebranded the team, this is how much they saw the team for what it was. As soon as they came in, they changed the colors, the logo, everything. There's not a Steve Grogan. Any, they didn't retire his number. Nothing everything is all about you know um now and the the winning history and i understand that they psychologically and i talked to mr Kraft about this i had the pleasure there's my second name drop i said to him i said you know i feel if anyone's teaching a branding class they should talk to you and refer to the patriots not just about you know the moves you made and drafting tom brady and getting Belichick. i think the fact that you actually rebranded the team. He's like, yeah, you're right. He goes, because it was synonymous with losing. We wanted that out. There's another great story with regards to that. Doc Rivers, when he took over the Clippers, so I remember I mentioned they were that was the only bigger losing, messed up franchise than I think the Patriots in all the professional sports. When Doc came in, I love Doc, he came in and when they were practicing, he looked up and he said, he's like, what is that? And he was pointing to Magic Johnson's number, Kobe Bryant's number, all the retired numbers of the Lakers and then all the Lakers' banners. And they were like, what do you think it is? Lakers play here too and yeah. And that's all their things and their winners. And he said, "Uh uh-huh, okay. And they liked the, if you notice a Lakers game always was lit differently. It was showtime. So Jerry Buzz, was brilliant. Shout out to the show Winning Time on HBO, lit it in a way. I think the audience was very dark and it was almost like a stage. It was showtime. So Doc gets in, which I love, and he was like, we're not playing here anymore. I want all of those things blacked out. You black out Magic, you black out Kobe, Kareem, black it all out, black out the banners. I don't care how you have to do it. You can put black tarps over them or you you can knock the lights out but they're gone. We don't play under that anymore. Yes, sir, Mr. Rivers. So I was like, wow. Great coach. Yeah. So I don't know what that has to do with wrecking ball. I don't know what that has to do with anything else. I am a 46-age people. I'm in my middle seat. I am a dad dadfluencer, which means I'm boy. shallow. I'm a ber- birthday boy. But I'm a, because I'm a dad dadfluencer, it's all about me. I'm shallow. I have ADD and everything else all the other influencers have. It's me. So that's why we go to those places and for there's only three gotta be three people left right now that would listen to a sports story but hopefully there's inspiration in there for all of you because I do think that uh, male, female sports, not sports business or life we all have so much left to give uh, so but man, I, have, you know. I
2: have a I wanted to have a takeaway from what you said, said because I think it's like really important well Kevin like, of course you're crazy but <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry go ahead honey
2: no, but to me, I was thinking about it. It's like the Lakers banners above the Clippers or the rebranding of the Patriots. That's our trauma. Oh,
1: what's it like in 6C? So, And then they give you the warm chocolate chip cookies too?
2: Special delivery. I
1: <sighs> right, continue, please, please.
2: And we have to rebrand it or, you know, uh, reframe it, change the story of the trauma in order for us to rebrand ourselves and to live our best life.
1: Okay, so do you think they were blocked, so, so they were blocking out the trauma, which is the one way, but the Patriots were re
2: right. Well, I think for them well, they also, they they weren't, for them I think you know, they decided that they needed to to not focus on it or not to be associated with it. Right. So for them blacking it out was their way of disassociating from there from somebody else's somebody else's um winning you know they're the winners right so subconsciously to them every time i think every time they stood on on the the court to play it was like they're the winners therefore we the losers
1: right well okay so can i take it back to 46h
2: of course you can
1: I have some signage up at AfterBuzz at my network. And Queenie doesn't know this because, you know, Queenie, you know, one of the things Queenie loves to do is not spend money. And one of the things I like to do is spend money. But there's some signs up there that really bother me. That I, I'm not, it's not part of the brand anymore. It's not, it, it, it was shows that, that I'm going to say that failed that, or didn't work. Fail is a strong word because I guess they didn't really fail. They, they were successful in different ways, but I'm not doing them anymore. And they don't make me feel right. And I'm taking them down and I'm having new signs put up. And I will say that, too, if there are certain things in your life that are depressing you. I don't care if it's photos. Um, I don't care if it's the color of a wall in your room. I don't just get rid and of it. it's a book
2: that you haven't read that you feel like every time you look at it, you want to read.
1: And you haven't and read, read it. You haven't read it. So would you say get just it. get rid of it?
2: Yeah, or put it away until you actually decide that's the right time to read it. Yeah. But don't have these constant reminders of... Yeah. the
3: Life's hard enough, that right?
2: ...that you or your shortcomings or things where you feel that you have... You know, you use the word failed at, but it's it doesn't necessarily mean you failed at. It. it just means that it wasn't the right time or it wasn't the right time. It's thing. so
1: interesting how the universe works because I thought this whole episode was going to be... I was joking because yesterday, and I was... It, and I heard there's a lot going on with the Scorpio moon. I'm I'm, I'm born a Scorpio. Me too. Nanny, when are you? When's your scam Did have you held on to me?
2: You were in Texas.
1: Did, did I even know? What world am I living in? I think
2: I think so. <laughs> Maria, Maria gave me a beautiful gift. Okay,
1: no, then I did know. I'm yeah. sorry, that's the brain fog no, from Lyme I disease. You,
2: I think we spoke that day. I remember you. I remember yeah, no, is it was. I'm sure we. Second spoke, or yeah.
1: third, what was it? It's when?
2: the 25th
1: of October. October. Yeah. Got it. Okay.
2: Yeah, we. we there was definitely, Yeah.
1: It's. Uh, it just. I get you on know, my brain fog. Sorry, but yes, I do not remember because I remember talking to Queenie about it. Yeah. Yeah,
2: anyway. no, I know, I know you I know you knew what we spoke about.
1: Yeah. Well, there's some Scorpio moon that took place. I don't know if you hear this like from it's from Ashley and Kelsey. They're all up in arms about some Scorpio moon that was big this weekend. I don't know. But yes, yesterday I just feel as though I felt such a sense of failure all day. So I'm over at the old studio, and I'm seeing all this old equipment that I spent so much money on that's just obsolete now. And there's, there just was so much, it just kept going, you know. And I'm turning on TV, and I'm just seeing people that were nasty to Maria that are still doing stuff. And it just it just kept like being one thing after another. And you uh, know, my running joke with Maria is I always be like, you smell that? You smell that? And she still falls for it. She's like, what? What? No, I don't smell anything. We what? What do you smell? Like that's failure. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know why, like that was my day yesterday. And, um, and then today I just woke up with so many things that came in. There's so much going on with Mercedes career and Maria's career. And then other projects. I just, I just like this. I don't have time to sit in failure because I have so many new things to fail at. (laughs) (laughs) Oh geez, you know, I uh, let's take let's uh, I think it's time to go home. You know what? Bring in my bring in the song I wanted before. Now, nah, do you remember the one I said? It's uh, it's my favorite song of all. I think it's my favorite. If I had one favorite song of all time, I think this would probably be it. And because it's my birthday, November eighteenth. Uh, if I
2: actually don't remember, and it isn't saved in my
1: search. Ah, well, House of the Rising That's Sun.
2: That's it. That's
1: it. Do you even know that song? You I do. I name, love that song right? too. It's one of my favorite songs. But oh, I digress. People, listen. Have we uh, have we learned anything? Have we profited in any way, shape, or form from this Friday? Probably not. But we killed an hour anyway. <laughs>
2: I think there was a lot of takeaways
1: You know I used to do the show The Tomorrow Show In a Star Trek costume on, And on it was a night It was a late night show But just funny Because now seven years later There's a million Of those shows out there Now It's uh, Yeah I don't even know why I brought that up get more of the, I guess the positive is I'm ahead of it The negative is Yeah I'm too ahead of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. Well, listen, people. It's going too fast, the holidays. They're almost over. This is going too I fast, Natasha. Come on. It's going too fast. Do you do American Scamsgiving?
2: You know what? That's one thing that I love. Actually.
1: You like Scamsgiving. Scamsgiving is amazing.
2: I love it. It's, it's always been something that's been really... And um, fun since I got here. Like, you know, I don't have family here, but my friends have become my family. And yeah, they include me with
1: their families. And I love it, right? It's yeah. it's a great day. It's a great day. Yeah, it's a day to be thankful and get together with people. I'm all for it. Any
2: excuse
1: to be? I'm trying to figure out how we can ruin it. They're kind of ruining it because they get it. Everyone is, gets angry about the history of it and. Which is made up probably anyway, But again, just a day of thanks. Simple. Short and sweet. Day of thanks. Right? And then, I'd like to think three or four weeks of, or a month of, giving and joy in the spirit of the holidays. And Chinooka. When is Chinooka?
2: I think it's the first week of December. I I feel like... Is
1: Chinooka, I feel like it's gotten, gained some steam.
2: It has, like it's really, when I grew up, especially in South Africa, it was not a thing. It was not a thing, no, because... We lit the candles, and that
1: was it. Well, again, you have the superior religion, I've said this forever, where it's about the discipline, the religion, it's about the right things. We, of course, being Scavillians, we're about sienna and presents, which is awesome.
2: I got Christmas presents. But, Honestly, my grand was big to it. And I feel
1: like there was a little bit, yeah, it, 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 my Jewish friends were like, ugh, Christmas, because it was just so in their faces. But I feel now it's, 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 Hanukkah's gained some steam. A lot of steam. I mean, like, you know, to, to, con- I would think even with their kids saying, how come we don't get toys, right?
2: Well, that's what's so, I have a very dear friend that Christmas is so big for her. Like huge, and every time we go there for Christmas, and Dylan was very little, so he was conditioned. He got spoiled. He was the only little kid. Everyone is, you know, Did you did you classes. twist it
1: and say, well, it's because you're special. You don't get presents because you're so amazing. No,
2: because they spoiled him. They just gave him. Oh, them. they gave and him presents. presents. Oh, you see, oh, like, no, I don't want Christmas. I want Christmas. And I'm like, well, we you know, whatever. So I think there's like a lot of pressure to kind of compete. That's up Yeah, that's not cool.
1: <laughs> It's still fun, though. Christmas is fun. (laughs) Christmas is fun. Anyway, Christmas specials we love podcast. You can probably learn more about it as Eric Burden and the animals take us out here. And you guys uh, try to remember why we're here in the meantime. Help each other. Learn from mistakes. And have fun. My God, it's my birthday month, right? So at least if you're not going to have fun for you, have fun for me. How about that, Dr. Phil? Catch me outside. All right, Nat. Bye. Bye for now. Bye.
3: This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or MariaMenounos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you.